Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who can easily find ways to drop $100, Heather. Drop it like it's hot. (laughs) Just kidding. Actually, I don't know what you mean by drop. If you mean spend, for sure. You find ways to dispose of or to get rid of, (laughs) to make it disappear. Um, so today we have a fun show in store for you. We're going to be talking about easy ways to stash a little cash aside this month. Um, specifically, how do you say you need an extra hundred bucks? How do you get your hands in an extra hundred bucks? Besides going to your wallet? Hey, come on now. (laughs) Just kidding. Like you'd carry that much cash. Easy. You see, you see, that's the spender right there. Always going to (laughs) the solution isn't changing my behavior. The solution (laughs) is how do I just get more? Just got to get, get, get anyway. Um, so, so I think because this is kind of an interesting, interesting show, you know, we're, we're, we're saying what are the, what are the top ways that you can, you can save or, or stash away an extra hundred bucks in a month. You know, there's, there's, I think everyone wants some more money. I'll take some more money. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And I'll sign up and raise my hand. And at least for me, it's not always clear where to start. And it's hard to, I think one of the most important things when you, you're you looking at the end of the month, you might not have enough money at the end of the month, or maybe you, like an extra hundred bucks might change how your month is going to look. You need to have options to go to your spouse with and talk about how can we change what we're doing this month in order to make a difference, in order to make that that bit of a difference that we need. Um, maybe it's $100, maybe it's $200, but where do I look in order to make that difference? Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. It is, sometimes it's just hard to get going, to get started on this money journey. And you, if you've been listening to us, you're like, oh my gosh, they have all this detailed plan and a budget and plans and goals. And it's like, ah, I can't, uh, you know, barely balance my checkbook, let alone, you know, find $100. So I think the point of this is just helping you to start, start somewhere, start, start small, start somewhere that it's going to make a difference, meaningful difference quickly. Yeah. So, so what we're talking about today, you don't need to have a budget in place to do any of this. Um, If you have a budget, it's going to make this stuff way more effective. Um, Easier. It's going to make it easier. It's going to, you should have a budget. So (laughs) don't, don't take this as a saying you shouldn't have, but you should have a budget and you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't. Now don't shut on our listeners. Oh, come on. It's okay if you don't have a budget, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Baby steps. Sorry. Sorry if I'm getting a little judgy here. I don't mean to get too judgy. Gets pretty energized on these saving episodes. I get a little excited about budgets, Uh, but uh, (laughs) But but we wanted to provide just some quick tips here on on things that you could potentially, uh, yeah, pull out of your hat. Yeah, so this idea came from I was speaking with a girlfriend recently who was kind of going through a big change in life and just trying to figure out her new financial situation in her life and where to go from there. And just was like, hey, it'd be great to just have some realistic, helpful hints on where to start. And so we just thought hey, maybe this would be a great episode that the re- some other people in our audience would like to hear. Um, so if you're, you know, at that point where you're like, oh my gosh, things are just overwhelming or going through a change, it's like, how do I get started? Um, hopefully this 
this episode will be one for you to kind of just find a place where you can get started, get some momentum, find some extra money in your pocket and uh, yeah, get a good start. Yeah. And and what does that start look like? So I'd like to just dream with you for a little bit about dream. Dream, dream. Sorry, no one probably knows that song except my mom. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> hey there, Jeannie. How you doing? <laughs> but no, but we, we talk we talked several times about how it's so critical to start with a goal, to start with a dream, to start with visioning about what could my life be like if I were to change something and what is it going to take to get there? And that's exactly where I think we need to start this conversation is what would you do with an extra twelve hundred dollars a year? I mean, when you talk about it like $1,200, that's not a small amount of money. So is that something where you could you, you could maybe start funding that retirement fund that you've been putting off just a little bit more? Um, could, could you be working towards paying off that car? Could you be funding your kid's college fund a little bit better? I mean, does this maybe this is something that just takes some of the pressure off. Maybe you're just under a lot of pressure and $1,200 a year could be life-changing. Yeah, right? my, my guess is that most people aren't going to have a problem finding ways to, to something to do with an extra $1,200 a year. You probably got a list that you've started. So, yeah, I think it's it's fun, though. And again, we talk a lot about be it being intentional and really planning and telling where your money is going. So I think the point of this is to, we're going to give you some quick hints, but don't just, you know, frivolously throw that money away. Like, be intentional and think about what you could do with that, how it could really change. You know, look at your list, dust off that list of goals or stressors in your life or whatever you've been putting off or unable to to work at. Um, now's this chance. Because you're right. I mean, $100. If I had $100. How about that one? Um, <laughs> extra a month. You know, that does. That adds up. $1,200 is nothing to, to sneeze at. That's a lot of money. And and when you look at the stats, I was just looking this up uh, before the podcast. There was a, a recent survey done that said 45% of Americans have $0 in savings. Wow. 45%. So, so if you can throw aside $100 a month, you're doing better than 45% of Americans. That's a big deal. I don't know. That's a big deal for me. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think there's a lot that that uh, you can you can walk away much improved just by by grabbing a couple tips here and running with them. That's awesome. Should we jump in? Let's oh, get gosh. to the meat. Feet first. Both feet first. <laughs> but go for it. All right. So one of our favorites, which I'm sure you've heard of this one, is subscriptions. Ooh. So who doesn't have um, a magazine subscription or I don't know, any uh, it could be um, looking at whatever you're paying a monthly fee for. Um, it could be it could be Netflix. It could be okay. a- Amazon Prime. It could be right. I mean, nowadays, could, I mean, it's there, there are a lot a of subscription for everything. There are a lot of subscriptions, and in fact, you're probably subscribing to something that you are saying to yourself, "I'm actually saving money by doing this." So, Amazon Prime is a great example of that, specifically in the U.S., where I I don't even know what it costs anymore because I don't subscribe, but I think it's over a hundred dollars a year. To subscribe to Amazon Prime and the justification is, well, I'll get free shipping and I've got these movies and I've got all this stuff. Well, okay, yes, you can get free shipping if you 
save up your purchases and wait to buy until you have a certain amount that you'd be buying anyway. So be planful in your purchases. Um, There are other ways to save that money. You don't have to have a Prime subscription, as essential as that might seem. Yeah, and I think that's a good point, because I think a lot of these subscriptions are are under the haze of telling you it's going to save money. I mean, subscriptions could also be having like a Costco membership or Sam's Club membership and thinking, oh my goodness, by spending, I don't even know what those are, probably a hundred bucks a year, you know, by spending that, I'm going to save so much money. But are you, or are you just buying more stuff because you feel like you have to go there and buy in bulk? So yeah, I think it comes with, hey, you're going to save all this money by spending money, but you don't usually save by spending. And there are a percentage of people that might be saving money but do you think these companies would really offer these these great deals and, and charge you this this price to lose money on you? They're not losing money on you. So I don't know. J- just look at it with a, a critical eye is all I'm asking. Um, I, I would also call out uh, your cable subscription. And I know you might be saying, wait a second, I don't have cable TV. I don't have a 800 channels. Maybe you don't have 800 channels. Maybe you don't have any channels. Maybe you've you've cut the cord. But you might still have cable internet. And do you have the what what level of cable internet do you have? Can you look at that? Can you can you go back to your cable company? In fact, just 2 months was it last month or 2 months ago, I went back to the cable company as our uh internet cable rate was going up and I said, "Hey, what can you do for me on this? I I I can't th- this is ridiculous." And they were able to work with me and cut, I think it was $30 off the the cable rate that they were bumping me up to. Um, and so that that's 30 bucks right there, boom, that I'm saving every month. Yeah, it's the beauty huge. of competition, right? I mean, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't hurt to ask. Like, the worst they can say is no, so why not ask to see what they can do to reduce it? Right. Another one that I have been guilty of is the famous gym membership who here has ever been like i'm gonna get healthy and in shape and spending a monthly fee on a gym membership that you maybe go to every once in a while they don't want to drop it because you think i'm going to get going there and get healthy um but if you're not using it i'm not saying gym memberships are bad you should go to the gym if you want to go to the gym you should go to the gym but if you're not using it Um, there are other ways that you could be using that money and also staying healthy so again this isn't bad things necessarily it's just are you using it or are you just is that money just going out of your pocket and that you're not actually using it that's an interesting point heather so in the last year year and a half you've lost 60 pounds approximately yes and how how much time with a paid gym gym membership did that take you zero oh yeah that's right these legs were meant for walking (laughs) so so there there are ways to get fit without the use of a gym membership and, and how much does a gym membership cost a month usually? I don't even know. I don't know. It was like $100. This was like 12 years ago okay. for me. Okay. So maybe right there is your $100 a month. Maybe. Um, I think also convenience store purchases, like going into the gas station or just maybe maybe you're driving by and you're just like, oh my gosh, I got to grab, I don't know, a snack, a, a beverage, whatever it is from from the gas station to convenience store, 7-Eleven, whatever that might be. It's really convenient, but that convenience comes with a price. And it oftentimes doesn't register how much that that 3 or $4 item that you're picking up is. Maybe it's even a $2 item. You do that every so often, and 
it adds up. Yeah, that's a really good one. I know I recently, I do love pay at the pump. I think it's one of the best inventions ever created. Um, however, the other day I went into the, into the convenience store when I got gas. And it's like, it's like a kid in a candy store. All the options that they have and all the things. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and it is hard to walk out of there without spending. So if you can, just pay at the pump. Don't even go in. Don't be tempted. Now, along the same lines as convenience stores, what about coffee? So I'm not a coffee drinker, but oh I know coffee eats up a lot of money. I've seen your your bills from it. <laughs> I've seen the receipts. It's not cheap. No, it's not. However, convenience store coffee is probably the cheapest of the options, but I'm still not saying that's what you should do. But you're absolutely right. Like you should. It is an easy one to just get caught in. You just drive through the drive through or maybe you even have one near work, or like I said, you stop at the convenience store, uh, but you definitely don't need that. There's, you know, you can buy coffee and make it at home for a lot cheaper and, than and buying a, it out. a lot of people get it every day. Good point. Right? Or, or a couple times a week. If, if you cut out one a week, let's say you're on the cheap side and you get a $3 coffee and you get that and you cut one of those $3 coffees out a week, well, that's that's $12 towards that 100 right there you're already 12% of the way there. And my guess is that if you're buying coffee out, you're probably spending a bit more than $3, right? It's a good point. You're not so, asking people to cut it out completely. Just No, just just take it down a little bit. Yep, that's a good, good, easy place to find some money. Another place, which David probably doesn't relate to this, but for me is Target, as we fancy Minnesotans say. Um, so I love going to Target, and I do make my list of the things that I need. But there's just always something else that you run into or you look through the clothing section or the jewelry or I don't know, the makeup section. There's always like, ooh, household item that this would look lovely in my house. And you think, oh, it's not that expensive. But again, if every time you go, you pick up one or two things, you know, that adds up really quickly. It adds up very quickly. And, and I, I know you can't right. relate to this I can't at all. relate to it. I am very much a make a list and buy what's on the list. And if it's not on the list... Then it has no business coming home with me. No business. No business. Get out of here. <laughs> and it <laughs> and may not be Target. I mean, for some, maybe men, maybe it's Home Depot or an electronics store or whatever. I mean, everybody's kind of got their thing, right? That you go with, okay, this is what I need. I need to buy batteries or I, I need to get grass seed or whatever it is. But, you know, it is the stores, they know what they're doing. They know how to market things. They know how to put the glam and the glitz out so that it's visible. And like so many of these things, oftentimes... What you're buying is something you might think you'd be buying anyway, but really stop and ask yourself, would I actually be, was I actually coming in here to buy this? And if the answer is no, then you probably wouldn't have bought it anyway. Yes, it might add to your life. It might be helpful, but does that mean you really need to own it and you really need to spend money on it today? If Can you get by a day without it? Can it wait till the next time you're at Target? And if you still really think you need it the next time you're at Target, then then maybe think about it. But but at least put some kind of a blocker in there. Put put a way in there to um, to stop and just ask yourself: Can this wait one more trip before I before I buy it, before I jump on this to make sure that it's really something you need in your life and really need to spend money on? Right, and we're not saying again like you have to go to these stores, you have to go get toiletries, you have to go get yard stuff, but it's the extra stuff. That you weren't planning, like David right. said, he's like, here's my list and stick to it. 
If you did that and cut out the extra items, again, you would probably easily find 20 bucks. I could, I know, off of that, that I probably wasn't planning on spending. And that's a big chunk towards that $100 we're trying to get you towards. It is. It is. And along those same lines, so you talk about Target in that way. I could also talk about grocery stores in that way. In that, you know, there's an old saying, never walk into a grocery store hungry. And it's true because you're going to buy so many other things that aren't on your list just because they look good right then. And so going into that grocery store with a plan of here are the meals that I'm making this week. Here's what it's going to take to make those meals. I don't need these extra snacks. I don't need these extra beverages. I don't need these all these extras that are just happen to be there that I'm walking by that look good. Stop yourself and and really challenge yourself before you you grab all of it. Just because it's food doesn't mean you need it. Yeah, I would say grocery stores are really good at marketing. And I mean, that's why I think ever since we started buying groceries online, I feel like I do better because I don't even know about these new things that you would just stumble upon in the grocery store, that new treat or that new cereal or something. You're like, oh, I've got to try this. But so another option is to buy online. Just put your list. You know what you've got to get. Again, sticking to the list. This is what I need. This is what's on my list and go for it. Another area in groceries, I think an easy way to save money on the bill is, you know, to try to um, buy like off-brand or generic or maybe, you know, there's maybe there's the grocery stores have a whole chain, right? It's like they have low dollar and expensive items. So maybe even just buy, okay, you can still get the Greek yogurt, but maybe you get the cheaper one or the one that's on sale or something to try to try to find some money in that grocery budget as well on the items that you were looking to buy. That's right. And I would also like to point out as far as online grocery orders go, at least in my experience, online grocery orders in the U.S. have been typically a little bit more expensive, whereas here in Singapore, costs have been very low for delivery. And so the price difference hasn't been quite as much. Um, So in your particular area, you online grocery shopping may or may not be the best option for you, but look at it and evaluate appropriately. Um, also on the food side, uh, restaurants. Oh my goodness. It is so easy to overspend on, on restaurants, especially being targeted a lot in this episode. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say you were the problem here. What I, but what I am saying is, and I, I have friends with kids and they'll say, oh yes, you know, it's just so much easier to run through McDonald's and grab something rather than having to fix something at home. Even if it's peanut butter and jelly, that's so much harder than just going through the McDonald's drive-thru, but it costs so much more and it adds up. And I understand convenience is a factor. I understand you have places to go. You're busy. Um, But if you can cut out one of those trips, even just one of those trips a month, you're going to save, you're going to save some money. I mean, when was the last time you went to uh, any restaurant and spent less than $20? If you can cut out one of those trips, there is at least 20% of your $100 that we're trying to save you this month. Yeah, I think that's a really good good call. And I think like we, we just did an episode on this, so go back and listen to our eating out episode. But I do think this is an area where you don't even realize how much you're spending because you just it's really easy to, like David said, for convenience or this is what we do. And, and that it is always going to be more expensive to eat out than to make food at home. So I just challenge you to, to look at that as an area for opportunity. Another area is when you're looking at buying items, maybe even for your kids, 
is maybe there's a way to get something used rather than new, especially for kids. They they grow out of things so quickly. And and I get they wear through things, but like if they're in sports and they need new cleats or they need new ice skates for hockey or whatever, um, maybe there's a way that you can kind of connect with a family who has kids that are a little bit older than yours and you can get hand-me-downs or go to the Goodwill store. You know, we don't need to buy new for everything. Like, yeah, your kid's going to need clothes that fit into, that they fit to, into or you as well, but there are cheaper ways instead of always buying new or going to, you know, certain, certain stores. And I, I buy used, not just for clothes, but I'll buy a lot of my electronics used as well. They, they work just as well. I don't need a, I don't need a brand new phone. I can buy a used phone. I can buy used, um, I, like I, I've mentioned before, I, I, I enjoy video games. A, a, a video game plays just as well in a, on a used disc as it does on a new one. So why, why buy it new? I, you can buy plenty of things used. Exactly. I, I love buying used. <laughs> uh, Heather, what are your thoughts on coupons? How, where do you, where do you land on coupons and all of this? Yeah, I think coupons are a great tool. Uh, if you you know have them ready at the use and they're for things that you want and they're a way to save money for sure at what you're buying or if you walk into the grocery store and you know you pull the coupon off and see what's on sale. I think uh, coupons they take a lot of time if you're going to be really strategic and also like don't get caught in the trap where again like these other discount stores that you're buying just to to stock up on things because it's on sale. So again, stick to your list. But if you can take advantage of, hey, here's in the penny saver, the Sunday Sunday newspaper today, this is on sale and you were going to buy it, for sure, take advantage. Well, and, and there's a lot of great couponing apps. There's a, 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 s- apps that will look at what are you buying this week and what, it'll do the searching for you. And so you're not having to look through those those uh, Sunday circulars like like the olden days. You can you can track on these apps to to do that. And this isn't something that I have done just because again it, it seems like it, it for, for the most part um, I found myself to be one of those people that if I saw it on sale then I would buy it and I wouldn't normally buy it. And so I probably was one of those people that spent more money using coupons than I did without. So I've kind of stepped away from the coupons, but I I agree. I think they can be a a good tool if they're used in a proper way. So I think we came up with a lot of great ideas for the short term to find a quick way to find a hundred bucks out of your budget or out of your expenses. I shouldn't say the budget word in case you don't have one. So to try hopefully find a hundred dollars out of your month to put back in your pocket. But there's other ways also, if you have been doing this for a while and you have more time to get into some bigger ideas that could help you even more, get you more money in the long term. So one of those areas is your insurance. So everybody has insurance. You have home insurance, you have car insurance, all of that. And how often do you go out and shop for it? Because again, they're like we talked about earlier on uh, cable companies, there's a lot of insurance companies out there. And so I know we did this a few years ago. You know, we didn't even realize, you know, you you get the bill every year and it goes up a little, it goes up a little, it goes up a little. And all of a sudden you look back and you're like, wow, our insurance has gone up significantly over the last several years. And so we went out and shopped and we found a better deal and a better provider. So, you know, again, I think these providers take you for granted that once you're there, they've got you and you're sticky, but don't be afraid to go out and shop and, and see if you can better, get a better deal. And that adds up really quickly when you're talking about, you know, saving hundreds of dollars off of home insurance or car insurance. Exactly. And insurance, like, like you were saying, it's one of those things where that, that is a legitimate tactic that insurance companies will make. They have statistics on 
how long people generally stay with a company. If you've been with them for five years, you're it's really unlikely that you're going to leave them on year six. So they're pretty safe bumping you up because it, it is painful to switch insurance companies. I'm sure the reason you've never looked for, for a replacement insurance company is because it's so painful. And uh, that's why we never did. It's just <laughs> it's just not a fun process. Go through the pain, save save that those hundreds of dollars. That's a good point. I mean, that's why this is kind of under the long term, because this isn't something you can do overnight. You want to do your homework. You want to do your research. This isn't a quick fix, but it is something that can make a big difference. Yeah. Another one, which also is kind of painful, look for uh, less expensive housing options. So just because the current place you're in is in a good neighborhood, it's in a safe place, great school district, and your rent is really high or your mortgage is really high, that doesn't mean there isn't another place. I I have talked to several people that say, oh, there's no chance. I can't find another place. Oh, you know, my kid has to be in this school district. They have to be in, in this safe neighborhood. This is the only safe neighborhood and the only school district they can be in. Really? Is that really the case? Or no, I, I have a hard time believing that. If you're telling me that this is the only place you can be, I'm not going to buy it. There are other places. And so leave your options open. As soon as you say this is the only place, you're shutting down options. And there are other possibilities. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But if you're looking at the long term and you want to save um, a, a few hundred dollars extra a month, you can make a change to make that happen. Yeah. And it's OK. Kids don't need to be in every activity either. Right. It's OK to have them focus. Oh, and- yeah. And to, you know, maybe instead of doing three activities, they do one or two, and that could save a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, cars, in addition to to housing, cars are probably the the next biggest expense that most people have. Uh, Certainly one of the largest expenses we have, right? Um, Or when we're in the U.S., one of the largest (laughs) U.S. expenses. Um, And there, you know, you can you can adjust how much you're spending on a car based on what type of car you have. You know, luxury cars are going to cost more to maintain. They're going to run more expensive gas. They're going to, um, they're probably going to get, they might even in many cases get worse gas mileage. And so look, look for cars maybe that are older, maybe that you don't have to have a, a, a car payment on because you're able to pay cash for it or, cars with better gas mileage or maybe you don't even need a car maybe you're lucky enough to live in a city that has great public transit and you don't need to have a car that would be even better but look at those options and don't say i have to have this new reliable car that's only two years old no you probably don't um you can find reliable transportation that is 10 years old yeah, and I think I've driven it. I think that's a really good point because I think people think, and m- myself included, it's like, well, this is just the price tag, the one-time price tag. But it's not. I mean, when you buy more expensive things, they take they take more money to maintain and take premium gas and things. And so it's not just about buying something that's more expensive. It's also the upkeep and the maintenance. Even getting an older, fancier car, it just costs more. Right, right. I think, I think another one is maybe your annual vacation spending. So maybe you always do want to big fancy vacation and maybe you could pull back there. Maybe you could, if you're really trying to cut back or save money, you know, do something a little bit cheaper or a road trip or camping. 
So, I mean, you don't have to always spend that same amount if just because it's something that you've been doing, if you've got other priorities. That, that, that's a really good point that you can you can adjust your priorities based on exactly where you are and what, what your goals are right now. And if you're one of your goals is we want to find some more money this year, a great place to do that is by sizing down the vacation. And that's something we've done a few different times when we've been trying to squeeze a little extra money out of a year. Yeah, it's a great word to size down and size up. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mentioned, not to move along too quickly here, but um, I mentioned earlier about groceries. I want to come back to that a little bit as a long-term change you could make. Oftentimes, we get in these habits of, I need to have this type of food or I need to get food from this specific store. Um, stores like like natural and organic stores, like a Whole Foods, they have amazing food. It's great food. Um, it's really expensive. Are there other ways to do that if you need fresh vegetables if are there are there local co-ops you could get involved with are there could you grow some of this in in your in your garden um or could you could you look at what are my options for organic food at my local supermarket i might have more limited selection but are there ways that i can get that maybe at a lower price Hint, there are. <laughs> Spoiler and alert. Heather and I made this this shift. She wanted to go to a, a more expensive. She was in, in a pattern of going to a more expensive grocery store for a year. And then I challenged her to, to go to a, a less expensive store. And we got the same brands and the same food. And we saved like, I don't remember, it was 25, 30% that, that following year. And it was amazing just that shift in store. Um, how big of a deal that meant. Awesome. So these are like great ideas. This, this episode, even though it started out as a saving episode and I wasn't super excited, it has really got me excited because I think these are really practical ideas that hopefully you guys can take and implement. What I love about this is like, you just got to start. And if you can start, it just gives you momentum. I think about a lot, like comparing money stuff to weight loss. It's like, you know, it's so everybody, not everybody, a lot of people are trying to lose weight and it's just so hard. But if you lose that first five pounds, it just kick, kick, kicks in the butt to be like, I can do this. I know I can. I got started and to really continue. And I think the same thing comes with money. Like if you can find that extra hundred bucks a month, like I think that'll energize you to be like, I've got this. I can do this and start to continue to, to go further with your finances. You're completely right. If you can save a hundred dollars, Odds are you can save $150 or maybe even $200. If that's something that's been challenging to you, start starting at just getting started gets that ball rolling. It gives you that inspiration and you see that difference at the end of the month and it's exciting. And that's what's gotten me excited about it. And <laughs> and and then I don't I don't want to harp on it too much. What naturally happens, or at least what happened to me, was I saw that savings. was like, now how do I make sure I get this every month? And that's where the budget comes in. And that's the magic there. <laughs> I'll stop harping on that. <laughs> so we want you to continue the discussion at home. Hopefully you're just as jazzed as we are and you and your spouse can sit down and talk about this. So sit down and talk about it. Is there anything on the short-term list that we came up with, the quick wins, that you could use to find an extra $100 in your month to cut out of your spending? put in your pack pocket for whatever it is that you're dreaming or working towards. And then are there longer term things like 
looking into your insurance or other items that you could maybe focus on to even try to, like David said, turn that $100 into $150 or $200 and continue that on from that momentum. So, David. Heather. Where do you think is the biggest opportunity for us to cut from the items we talked about today? Ooh. Well, uh, so. We can we, skip that question and just jump to the end if you want. We kind of recently did budget committee. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and going through our budget, I I was a little bit, uh, yeah. I What I came away with was a lot of the same areas that we've talked about in the past. We Groceries and restaurants. I think. I think a lot of times we err on the side maybe of going a little bit higher end on groceries or maybe more than we need or higher end on restaurants or more eating out than we, we should. And it it reminds me that maybe this is something we need to look at. Yeah, <laughs> I have to say I actually agree with you. That's where I was. You know, I'm actually really much better at adding than cutting. But yeah, I definitely think, you know, we did just do this. So this is pretty fresh. But groceries and eating out is definitely an area we can focus on. As you mentioned, I have done better in the past in these areas. Um, but lately, I think it's been a little out of control. Because honestly, since we've been in Singapore, that's really all we can do is entertain or have people over for dinner. And so I feel like a lot more money is going into those areas than maybe would have when we were really focusing on it. Not to make an excuse, but I think that's part of it. And and so when we shift back, we have to adjust accordingly. Yep. Very good. Well, I think that wraps up our conversation today for today. Remember, you can always reach us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle.